Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are a spoiler cast, and what that means is we consider all properties, past, future, and present to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy, and with all that being said, let's get started. All right, it is Sunday, May 29th, still recording a, a little later than normal. But hey, we're recording, so that's good. <laughs> Today's episode, we are going to be talking... Oh, first of all, hold on. Wait, one second, one second. Uh, I guess happy Memorial Day to everybody out there. And uh, thank <laughs> yeah. you, everybody that has somebody that has given themselves to this country and, you know, just their service. And every, we are very grateful. It gives us the opportunity to be able to come on something like this Yes. And be able to just speak our minds on whatever it is in just this comic book world on top of just that minute thing comparatively to everything else that it does. So thank you to any and everybody who has had a family member or is somebody that has, you know, been in service or given themselves up for service and for this country. Thank you. From the bottom of our hearts, we appreciate you. Yes, very much so. Thank you, everybody. All right. Today's episode is all about Thor. We got a full actual trailer now, even though I think it was like the same time as the teaser. <laughs> but I think we're just going to say that every time now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and we also read volume one of Thor, God of Thunder, titled The God Butcher. So we're going to do a review of that entire volume. I feel like it's actually a pretty decent quick read. And it's a story that's seems solid and we're gonna break it down more than that but i feel like it more sets up the next volume than it is an actual mm-hmm. story yeah so but first let's go ahead and let's talk about this this trailer what uh we got our first we got more look at jane foster as lady thor and we also got our first looks of christian bale as gore the god butcher so what are your thoughts on this guys um i'm still pretty hyped about this one um so before this week, I had no clue what Gore looked like really that much. I mean, obviously we did look him up. I think it was on the last episode or whichever one that we were talking about the other trailer. So I didn't have as much beef with that as I'm sure many others do, <laughs> maybe including on this podcast. But see, now seeing the way he actually looks in the comic now that we've read it, I can definitely see like he does. He, he does not look nearly as menacing as he does in the comic. So that that is a little disappointing. But like the story in general, I'm still pretty hyped about and excited to see where it's gonna go. All right, Richard, what do you got? Uh I'm I, I are we giving our whelms? Are we doing that? Are we whelming? Sure, yeah, whelm it. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Well I'll, I'll I'm sorry, I'll interrupt you real quick, Richard, just because I didn't realize I didn't give mine. So I'll I'll just say real quick that I'm Overly whelmed. Really? Yeah. All right then. Yeah, I'm um I'm pleasantly whelmed. The gore thing doesn't bother me. I, I get I get what people are saying. It's like, you know, we have comic book accurate characters all the time in these MCU things, so why couldn't we get a comic book accurate gore? For some reason this doesn't bother me. I, I can't really say why. I have heard rumors. They're just rumors that possibly Gore has like a transformation in this movie and that he will look like his comic book accurate by the end of the film. I don't know how entirely true that is. There is a shot in the trailer where he's coming through what I'm assuming is like symbiotes, like there's black tendrils. And it's like, it's the first shot of him. If you pause it, he looks like he has no nose and he's got glowing eyes and stuff like that. So maybe that's what they're referring to. I don't know. My question for this is, so we've read the first volume. You know now of the weapon that Gore wields. You don't know the exact details and we'll get into that when we start talking about it. But is that going to be all black, the Necro Sword? It's something that I'm very curious to know if they're going to do because that's something they had to make like a deal with Sony to have. The sword? They had to make a deal with Sony to have the sword? So the sword is called All Black, the Necro Sword. It is the first symbiote that was ever created 
Null, the god of symbiotes, killed a celestial and forged the first like symbiote and made it uh, like this. It's this weapon that can do basically anything. And that's what Gore is wielding. But what does that have to do with Sony? Did they just have like the rights to symbiotes because of Venom or something? Yes. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> so they have, what? They have all the rights for like Spider-Man and his villains. And that includes symbiotes. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. So I, I had a major brain fart like that. I was thinking of like Spider-Man being its own separate thing and not being part of the whole MCU thing here. So yeah. I got you. That brings me to another question that I thought about this week because I was thinking about the same thing as far as the Necro Sword and stuff like that. Is Kingpin part of that deal? Is he part of that whole shindig? And the reason I ask that is because Kingpin's first appearance, and I believe second appearance on top of that, is in the Spider-Man comics. And, you know, there was an issue with Wanda, you know, with the Fox deal where, like, Wanda was considered a mutant or something like that. Anyways, like, her first appearance was in X-Men, but she was also in the Avengers and stuff like that, and Quicksilver. That's why we were able to have a Fox Quicksilver and an MCU Quicksilver is because of the way the deal worked out or something along those lines. And so I was just wondering, like, has Kingpin always been part of the... Since he was in Daredevil? Like, has that always been a separate thing? Or, like, how does that work? So that's a very good question. I don't have an answer to it, to be honest with you. I'll do some research on that and maybe come back to you on a later episode. But I want to say yes. Like, that's underneath whatever deal that they made with Netflix. and. Kingpin is part of the Daredevil rights. Yeah. But you you make a good point because Kingpin is featured in a lot of Spider-Man comics. Yeah. So I don't know. It's odd. Who who made the the Ben Affleck Daredevil? Was it Fox? Mm-hmm. Well, then if that's the case, then those rights would fall underneath Fox, which Disney now owns. Okay. That makes sense. So I guess we sort of answered that question. <laughs> that's just crazy to me that, that it got that Kingpin got put away for Fox because I mean I I guess Daredevil really doesn't have a whole lot of villains as far as like big keynote villains except for Bullseye which was featured you know in that movie as well the Fox movie but yeah just it kind of dawned on me the other day I was like wait a second Kingpin was he showed up in Spider-Man he should be a Spider-Man property so comic-y pasta (laughs) (laughs) all right so we've got a did you say pleasantly well Richard yes and then we got an overly whelmed from Jeremy. I am still, I think, in the whelm factor. I think I might be going more towards pleasantly whelmed. I worry that this is kind of gonna like kind of gonna be the same movie as Ragnarok with the humor and all that jazz. And so I'm like, ah, you know, like, I like Ragnarok. I just don't know that I want the exact same movie again. Also, I, I don't like the way they did Hella in Ragnarok. And I don't want them to do that with Gore. I don't think that the sword will be called the Necro Sword. And because of that, I, I say that because of the way the sword looks and compared to what it could look like in the comics. Mm-hmm. But it's it's going to apparently be extremely powerful. It looks like he stabs a, a earth or a moon or something like that and just decimates it or turns it into something else. So it's it's... I think it's definitely going to be a key to this. And I love that they did contacts for his eyes because I think that is one of the main things from the comics is his eyes. Yeah, definitely. The uh, I mean, we'll get into it, but that one issue where he talks about Gore's eyes and how like it's those certain eyes where they're, they're, they're calm, they're not like psychotic and, and things like that. Also, I think they may be playing a trick on us because I thought the same thing too, but after rewatching that trailer, lightning shoots out so I'm assuming that's a Thor thing in that trailer when he takes the blade and hits the moon. I'm assuming it's a moon. I don't know. It's a gray rock, but <laughs> lightning all shoots out. So I'm kind of wondering if they're doing like trickery with edit cuts, making us think that's something Gore does. But in reality, it's something Jane or actual Thor Odin's son does. Maybe so. The The one thing I wanted to talk about, the biggest thing to me in the trailer, other than like seeing Gore and the Necrosword, is there's a shot where Jane lands in what I'm assuming is either Cronux or an omnipotent city, which is what we now learned from... I know those references now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
I know them. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we see in the background some statues. And on the left, we see Mistress Death. We then see what I thought was Eternity, but fans, not me, fans who (laughs) had like eagle-eyed fans have found out it's Eon. And uh, we can, you know, for people listening and so on and so forth, you can Google that. It's straight up Eon. And then it's Infinity behind that, which is Eternity's sister. And then on the right side, we see the Living Tribunal, the Watcher, and then a broken statue, which I'm pretty sure is one of those things where they just edit it out so they don't want you to see who it is. It, it could be broken, but I guarantee you it's going to be, there's going to be something there. So I'm curious to know who, who that is. Also, this is the third time we've seen the Living Tribunal. Like, we've seen him in Loki. We've seen him in Doctor Strange. Uh, the second one, Multiverse of Madness. And then we've seen him in this trailer. This is the fourth time he's sort of been, I guess, referenced. Because there was that in Doctor Strange 1 where they mentioned the staff of the Living Tribunal. So being that they keep bringing him up, are we going to see the Living Tribunal, not necessarily in this movie, but like in Secret Wars or something? I think so. Uh, I think we may need something to kind of either be the enemy or something as powerful as Adam Warlock eventually. Yeah, that's true. We are getting Adam Warlock. I didn't think about that. Yep. Is he he a pretty powerful warlock? <laughs> I'm just left the way you phrase that. <laughs> Not the question, but the way you phrase oh, no. it. Was, is he a pretty powerful warlock? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know to the extent. Uh, I, I just know the stuff that I've watched and read and stuff like that. But yeah, he is like uber powerful from everything that I've read and have watched videos on and stuff like that. So is he a, he's a Jim Starling creation, isn't he? Ooh, I don't know. I want to say he is. And Jim Starling created Thanos, right? I always get mixed up with someone else, but I think you're right. If he is that he's this perfect being that's usually created by the high evolutionary. I may be misspeaking there because I get confused sometimes. I'm not big on like Marvel's cosmology, but He's essentially the perfect being. I wouldn't necessarily say that he is a god, but he's basically likened to one. Also, Jeremy, if you play the Guardians of the Galaxy game, you'd know a little bit more about Adam Warlock. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, working on that. (laughs) We also see in that trailer when... When Korg's narrating, which I I love that, by the way. I I like the the goofiness, Uh but... um, when he's talking about going from dad bod to god bod, we see <laughs> Thor, again, it was in the teaser, but he's doing the little like exercise thing with the chains. Yeah. We see that big skeleton and it occurred to me, is that a watcher skeleton? Because it's got one of those big old like baby-like heads. <laughs> <laughs> to me, the body just looked too big. I, I haven't thought about it, but I guess it could be. I, I wanted to go back to the, the statues that were in there with, with Jane Foster real quick and say that it's a damn shame that we possibly have Lady Death in this and she never played a part with Thanos. Like, that was yeah a huge part of the Infinity Gauntlet storyline. And so, that like, bringing her in now is kind of sucks. And on top of that, I think it's funny that... um I'm going to butcher his name right now because I'm just so tired. Taika Waititi is like <laughs> always putting statues of people in his movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So if I remember correctly, you said before Lady Death, that's who Thanos was like in love with and who he was wiping out half the universe for, basically, correct? Yeah. Yeah. It is one of the biggest departures from Thanos's, like, you know, his, not his origin, but like his biggest story. They turned him into an eco-terrorist. Like, in other words, I'm just doing this so people don't use up all the resources on their planets like my planet did, yeah. which was really annoying. I thought it's much more of an interesting take that like, no, he's not doing this because he's evil. He's doing this because he is in love with Mistress Death. 
And the fact that they took that away was so annoying <laughs> in <laughs> both Infinity War and Endgame. But yeah. I hope they tie it back to him eventually like having knowledge of the Celestials being in the Earth is what I hope they eventually tie it back to. And maybe like that kind of got wiped, but he knows in deep down in his mind somewhere that like he has to eliminate life. So that's kind of what I hope they eventually tie it back to. I was going to say, or else they couldn't have the whole genocide little joke in (laughs) in the what if. (laughs) That's funny. Like, on top of wanting Thanos was right t-shirts for us eventually, I also want... (laughs) (laughs) I also want Feige is a liar shirts as well. Oh, yes. Those are my two shirts that I want. Yes. (laughs) Or Kevin is a liar so that we don't get anything, whatever. But yeah, either Feige or Kevin is a liar. Something... (laughs) So it looks like when Jane and Thor meet for the first time, there's that hard edit. You know what I mean? Like Thor goes to reach out for Mjolnir and it flies and we see Jane catch it. And then there's a hard edit and Thor's wearing a completely different outfit. And he's like, Jane? (laughs) One, that's a weird thing to do. Whether there's two weird things in this trailer. One is that and the other is the showing naked Thor but censoring the butt. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But uh, it, when he mentions, you know, it, it goes on to, like, show them talking. And she's like, how long has it been? Three years? Four years? And uh, he says eight years, seven months, and six days. So I guess, did it get confirmed? I know the Russo brothers said it, but I guess this is actually confirming that Jane was, in fact, blipped. Because that is, like, a five-year difference. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I didn't think about that, but that's a that's a good point. I mean... Uh, that would definitely kind of set that up for the blip. But I also wanted to mention too, whenever you said that about the whole, the two weird things and whenever they blurred out him and, you know, he, they, the, I forget the exact line, but basically they wanted to, he's like, let's see who the real Thor is. And he goes flick. And like, you know, Thor goes, you flick too hard. And I just really wanted to be like, that's what she said. <laughs> I honestly didn't think about the blip either. Like it never, never even crossed my mind, but it's yeah. par for the course. They, they seem to be addressing the blip at, at every single product we get from them now. So, yeah. Yeah. Like you said, we, we eventually it's going to come to a point though. We need to, we need, we need to get over the blip. <laughs> uh, I know it was a traumatic thing, but we need to move on uh, real quick. Jeremy, when you were mentioning that when he gets flicked and also <laughs> if you look, Thor has like a bunch of back tattoos now. And he's got one for Loki. Like you see Loki's like horned helmet on his back. That's really bizarre and weird to me. Yeah, that is a little weird. I haven't actually looked at and noticed that see what they are. But yeah, I was seeing headlines and stuff like that that were showing that he possibly has some kind of back writings. I wonder if that happens like during the movie or they're just writings and not necessarily tattoos. Mm. I wonder if they'll explain it. In the movie? Yeah, maybe. Hopefully. (laughs) I saw a meme the other day where somebody took Davy Jones from Pirates of the Caribbean and said, I'm telling my kids this is Thor. And I thought that was great because honestly, that's probably the best comparison you could do. Do y'all happen to know who Davy Jones is from Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah. Well, did you, you said Thor. Did you mean gore? Yes. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) I'm telling my kids this is gore. Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, he has no nose and he's yeah. got these tentacles all on his face yeah. and beard and stuff like that. And it's like, exactly like the same, the same <laughs> company that brought us Pirates of the Caribbean and a tentacle faced man are the same company essentially bringing us Gore the God Butcher. Why can we not have that? Yeah, it is. It's bizarre. I, I will agree. Like I said, like it, this doesn't bother me. I, I can't tell you why, but. It is bizarre that for something who has gone out of their way to make very, like, comic-accurate-looking characters and villains, it's very bizarre for them to not make him look... Because he does have a, I would would dare say, an iconic look uh, with the whole, like, black cloak and the markings from 
uh, all black, the Necrosword, you know, they almost look like tattoos on him. And then to have that, you know, like Twi'lek looking tentacles. There's a Star Wars reference for everyone. And <laughs> the like no nose. Uh, the only thing I can think of, like some people have argued that like maybe they don't want it to look too much like Ebony Maw or maybe they don't want it to look too much like Voldemort. I, I, I don't know. I, like I can't really give you an answer, but it's it's weird. I will I will agree with that. Yeah. The only thing that I can think of off the top of my head is that they want us to be sympathetic for him because, and I feel like we'll get to it in volume two, but his actual story and his origin story and stuff like that is very much a sympathetic story from what I can remember. And I feel like maybe that's what it is as far as trying to, because they seem to try and make their villains very sympathetic Mm -hmm. and you to almost kind of understand and see their side. And I think that does make for a good villain. Don't get me wrong. I just, I, I just wanted to see a no nose tentacle being kicking ass is what it boiled down to with with orangey yellow eyes, and uh. <laughs> <laughs> so help me God, he had yellow eyes. <laughs> I will say there is a. It's in the trailer, but it's the line where he says, "I've never quite met a god like you." It's where he's like leaning in and talking to, I'm assuming Thor, maybe it's Sif. We'll we'll get into that. But he's got like black ooze coming from his like mouth and teeth. Mm. And he's like, he's making this like awful looking face and you can see his yellow eyes. That is horrifying. Like regardless of not having like <laughs> the sharp teeth and the like no nose and tentacles and stuff. But it is a very scary looking face that he is making there. <laughs> I will say, like, if you pay attention during the trailer, you can see somewhat of a transformation. Now, that could just be trailer misplay that Marvel does. Mm-hmm. But, like, it goes, he goes from having, like, these solid, like, gray lines almost going down, like, to his eyes, from his head to his forehead to his eyes and down his cheeks to, like, they start having, like, etches where those lines were going up his head and his forehead and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I kind of see that what the people have been rumoring as far as possible transformation going on during the movie. I, for one, don't really want to see that. Like, I just rather him be gore through the whole movie and not necessarily transform. Yeah, yeah. it's like, it's almost like Frieza from Dragon Ball. That's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> like, this is my final form. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly what I was thinking. You sounded like Rita Repulsa from Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> now make my monster grow. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I mean, uh, the statues were cool to see that. I actually went out and bought Infinity. I thought I bought that first appearance because nobody's talking about that one. Everybody's talking about Eternity right now. Nobody was talking about Infinity. And I think if we get one, you're going to get the other. That's not to say that we're going to get either one of them. Honestly, they're just statues and we still don't have Beta Ray Bill yet. But I think, you know, eventually we're probably going to get those characters. Now, I hope they don't play out like the three, whatever they were, Time Lords or whatever from Loki Mm -hmm. and become animatronics. I really hope we don't get that again because that was kind of a bummer. It was a bummer. Felt like a bad, bad, uh, bad time at Chuck E. Cheese. Nice. Uh, anything else? Uh, does, this, does this trailer get y'all hyped for the movie? Yeah, I, I like I said, I'm I'm excited about it, and especially now to actually get references. So. <laughs> <laughs> See, and you were hating all this before. You're like, I don't, I don't need. To, I, I just, I just go watch the movie. I, I don't need all this. I don't need all this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's as well as like Catch Twenty Two, bittersweet type things because it's cool being able to like watch that that trailer now and. And be able to, you know, reference those and see them and know what they're kind of talking about. But at the same time, I'm back in my head, I'm like, please don't be like Moon Knight. Please don't be like Moon Knight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a, it's a definitely a double-edged sword. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you this, because you are in this situation now. To anybody out there that's a noob or whatever, a normal or whatever the case is you want to call them. Would you recommend somebody read, since we're transitioning, 
would you recommend somebody read this first volume? Just at least just the first volume to be able to watch the trailer and possibly see the movie. Because I know we haven't seen the movie yet, so we don't know how much it actually entails of the story. But hearing your reaction after reading volume one and seeing the trailer, would you recommend somebody read volume one that's not normally in the comic books? I most definitely would. Like I would in that transition there and just talking about uh, this series, this this volume, which would just be issues one through five, um, I would highly recommend them. And like I would say, like I was overwhelmed by this one, and it was it was really cool reading this one. As far as it was, it had a had a very good setup, and at the end of this this fifth issue, I was ready to to read more of it. Like I was wanting to know what happened, and referencing that to the movie. I think it's going to be it's def, it would definitely help out a lot in in knowing what all is going on in the movie. I feel like I mean not even, you know, knowing the full story of that one yet and the or the movie either one. I still think knowing those would definitely help out in this movie and hopefully it won't be too many disappointments. It seems you I mean in all honesty you're hardly ever going to get a movie that's as good as a book kind of thing. I mean, cause there's obviously some out there, some exceptions, but majority of the time, I think, you know, it's still missing a lot and still, but it's never going to be exactly the same, obviously, but I do definitely think it's going to be a great help and really just a, a cool read on its own. Do you think it's better than a Captain Marvel book? <laughs> no way. <laughs> well, I mean, unless like, the whole only hard part there is that it's not Brie Larson. <laughs> so, I mean, you can't have one without the other. So, are you <laughs> saying that it's better than a Captain Marvel comic book? Uh, it's it's uh it's a close tie. You know what? I'll I'll, I'll go ahead and go with it. <laughs> there, he recommended it. <laughs> Here's here's my question to it. Oh, since, since Richard brought it up, this trade consists of one through five of Thor, God of Thunder. Uh-huh. So essentially, this is five issues of Thor. All right, that we know you have read. Oh, how many issues of Captain Marvel have you read? <laughs> I've 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 read the the cover of the one that I bought. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Which, by the way, I think is an art germ cover. That thing is amazing. Okay, so is that is he an artist of one of the comics? Yes, yes, oh, okay. he's yeah, he's a big artist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's he does some amazing work, absolutely amazing work. So yeah. he's one of the ones when I'm going through previews. Like if he does a picture or a cover, uh-huh. I'm usually like making sure I look at that preview and seeing if it's dope or not. So nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Thor, God of Thunder, The God Butcher, Volume 1, Issues 1 through 5. What do y'all think of this trade here? Like I said, this is not, it does definitely does not feel like a full story. It definitely feels like you're going to have to have one and two to actually make this a full story. So what do you got, Richard? I absolutely, I've read this in the past. I like a lot of Jason Aaron runs. This is a solid, solid story. Everywhere down to the writing, the first issue, how it sets up this mystery, the art, since we were talking about some art a second ago. Uh, what is it? Esad Ribic. His art is freaking phenomenal in this book. Yes, absolutely. Our listeners, like, go out and get a copy and read it. It's freaking awesome. Yeah. You might want to wait, though, because the copies are ridiculous unless you get like the Kindle version. It's like $4 as of the recording of this. So yeah. Goodness. Jeremy, what are your thoughts? Well, I was saying, I mean, I know I pretty much hit most of it just a little while ago, but again, I, would, I, I agree with Richard uh, as being a normal who's never read any or hardly any of the comics. And, but just, I also enjoy reading books in general. This is a great story. It's a, it's a very well written, very well played. And it leaves you, wanting to know more cool cool i was i'm gonna give a whelm on this uh i was pleasantly whelmed on this i i started off kind of like whelmed underwhelmed 
But as I kept and continue reading, like I, I got more and more like pleasantly whelmed into this. And uh and it's also good just to know, like reading some good work from a good Alabama boy, like that makes it great too. Oh, he's Jason from Aaron being from Jasper, Alabama. Oh, yeah, so, we did yeah. talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I forgot we mentioned that. That's where he was from. Yeah, I forgot about that as well. So yeah, gotta shout out the Alabama boys. Come on. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So like I said, the story pretty much is a telling of the encounters that Gore and Thor have had with one another throughout time, essentially. We get uh, a Thor before he's worthy of Mjolnir and his fight against Gore, his first fight against Gore. We get a Thor who is an Avenger who has been wielding Mjolnir and uh, he goes to look for Thor once again, or not Thor, Gore once again. And settle that score and and finally be done with him. And then we get a old man Thor who uh, pretty much is just continuously got the shit kicked out of him by Gore and his minions. Then a, a surprise ending on top of all that. So, so I'd say like uh, <laughs> reading through this, like, and then my first, like, it's it's the first introduction of of Gore whenever you see him in in the first panel there. I think it was the first. But it shows from behind and like all I could think of was like, I can't think of the movie or the show that was on. But I was like, oh, he's naked. Like it just the way it looks like (laughs) it's got the black like on it, like from behind him. And it just I was like, that's just kind of weird. But okay, And then getting more into it, like it was it was really cool seeing him. I will say that's the one thing I'm not missing from Christian Bale is like I don't have to have the half naked man running around the screen at all or him to look like a, a Ken Barbie doll where he has like just like a curvature there. Like I don't have to have that at all. Like yeah. I'm cool with him just being in a robe like that. That doesn't buy it. I'm fine with it even being white. It's mainly just his nose. It's I just really just want the nose going. Well, like, so. Yeah. Uh, we get uh, we get naked uh, Thor, so maybe we'll get naked Christian Bale. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's done it before in like American Psycho or something like that. So it sounds like he's up for it. Oh yeah, he definitely goes all <laughs> all the way. So I'll say like on the um, in kind of comparison between the two movies, I do like like what Richard was saying uh, with Korg like narrating it because it like in the in this this volume it did a lot of the narration stuff too with like his backstory a little bit and just things like that so i thought that was kind of <laughs> i agree like i think it's kind of kind of cool kind of funny having Korg doing something similar to that no yeah i didn't even notice that like that is pretty cool the, to see like i i didn't even put that together the whole Korg and and then thor's narrating this whole first volume that's that is pretty cool yeah I, never never dawned on me <laughs> So in this one, he, this is just kind of from my understanding, he starts off, at, you know, and as young Thor, and I, I never you know, read anything before this. So he has an axe to begin with, is and is is it not as powerful as Mjolnir? Like, we never saw him in the movies, at least in the MCU, as just having just a plain old axe type thing. So I'm just kind of trying to understand where where that is. Yeah, so he has an axe because before, this is before he became worthy of Mjolnir. I think it's even before, I don't know if, I don't know, they don't really tell and I'm not a big Thor. Like, so I don't like know all of his like lore. I feel like we're rhyming a lot tonight with Ord. <laughs> <laughs> but that is Yarnborn, his like magical axe that he uses before he gets Mjolnir, later on in the comics, not necessarily this run, but when he becomes unworthy of Mjolnir, he will then wield Yarnborn again. Also, there was concept art back during Infinity War that had Thor wielding Yarnborn, like it had like Rocket in it or something. So there was an idea to possibly make him have an axe in, I mean, technically you could say Stormbreaker is an axe as well because it, it's an axe on one side, but it was drawn more like Yarn, Yarnborn, like this one that we see in the comic, than it was like Stormbreaker. That's interesting though, especially for them to go for Stormbreaker because 
Stormbreaker has very much big ties to Beta Ray Bill, who was hinted at at Ragnarok. And if you chose to go the Stormbreaker route instead of, I can't even pronounce that name, Yarn or Yarn, whatever. <laughs> Anyways. Yarnborn. Yarn, instead of going Yarnborn, then you must have a reason for that pick, I would think. So is there also, I mean, is there any difference as far as the power that's within either one of these, like as far as Yarnborn or Mjolnir or, or Stormbreaker? So Stormbreaker is just another magical hammer in the comics. Like Stormbreaker is... So Beta Ray Bill became Thor for a little while. And you can't like... When when Thor Odin's son becomes Thor again, you can't let him not have his hammer. So even though the movies have now done that, but uh, they give Beta Ray like... Odin made a new hammer for Beta Ray Bill that gave him like the powers of Thor. And it's just a golden, it's very small looking. Like it's the same size as like Mjolnir in the comic books, but it's golden and it's a hammer on one side and an axe on the other. It's not massive like it is in this movie. And then Yarnborn, I believe, doesn't have any powers. It's just like, a really nice ornate axe made of like Asgardian steel. Oh, okay. But say so throughout this book, I never saw him shoot lightning from it or anything like that, or really even call upon his lightning capabilities. So I, I have to mention, I love in issue two when he's fighting off with Gore for the first time and Gore's got him and he's like, and what are you the God of? Yeah. And then that lightning <laughs> strikes and hits him. That's such a dope <laughs> moment. Yeah. It really is. The artwork throughout this entire, like you were saying earlier, is just so on point and just, it blows most everything else out of the water that's modern going on right now. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there's a lot of freaking amazing artists out there. Gabriel Deauto is one that comes to mind. And this, this guy here, though, it, it looks like a, I would say probably like digital color pencils or something. It's probably the best way I could describe it. It's just, oh, I love it. It's freaking amazing. Just the detail that is put into it. And especially for the facial features of mm-hmm. the surprise looks of Thor and the the looks of gore on top of that. Just, yeah, ah, I, just, I can't get enough of it. Yeah, like you are right on point there. Like the the face, the faces, the facial reactions. One, The one that comes to my mind is an issue for uh, that one god that Gore let still alive that was in the cave yeah. where Thor finds him. I believe his name is Shadrach of the Diamond Moons of, I guess, Ohago. He's the, like the god of wine and waterfalls. He's the one that Gore cut his eyelids off. Yeah. But those like faces that he makes when he's talking, when he says that really fucked up line about how like gods are such beautiful creatures, I've never been more sure of that because I've seen what they look on the inside. <laughs> like the face, the way they drew, because like, don't get me wrong, like the art is phenomenal, but it's like one thing to draw just a normal human face. But this is a completely different looking face to like normal people. And it just looks friggin' amazing. Right. Yeah. I mean, just so many different creatures throughout this whole mm-hmm. story. Nothing's really stuck out to me throughout the, like, it, it's just, I I don't know how what to say. I mean, it's it's a complete first part of a story, honestly. Do you think we're gonna get any of this like time traveling feature from from this movie that's coming up? Because eventually we get to a point where Gore goes back to when the first god was born to create everything. I guess creation or the equivalent of, and Gore decides to take the 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 heart from that God and then to press on further into the future after that. I mean, do you th- are we going to get that? So, no, I don't think we will. Slight spoilers for this comic. There will be a point where three different Thors will fight Gore at the end, like the climax. So, the rumor is that it'll be Jane Foster Thor Odinson and maybe Beta Ray Bill that fight Gore at the end. Yeah, that's what I've heard. So I was kind of wondering that same thing too about as far as the timeline, but I know in the teaser trailer thing that they 
they kind of did that whole where he's running through the woods and it shows him like young middle now kind of thing so yeah I, i'll be interested to see i mean i would assume that they're at least gonna have some kind of flashbacks i would think you would need that with the way that the at least the the comic goes and if it, they're doing present day i feel like they would at least need some kind of flashback to show and let him be able to build up and know that backstory somewhat yeah i think i think you're right about that jeremy i think they're gonna they're gonna pull in like they they're they're like cherry picking certain parts of this story, and I think we'll see definitely that whole like flashback to Thor before he was like maybe worthy, and that's the first time he ran into Gore. But I don't necessarily think we'll. I could be wrong, but I don't think we'll see like Cronux and a pool like a essentially the hot tub time machine, <laughs> and. <laughs> He'll travel to like future old Thor, though I want to be wrong because I like that. I think that's cool. But yeah, anyway. So my other thought like on that was, you know, whenever he does his his uh, wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff, when when he goes back and get that heart, when everybody just die. Well, no, Infinity War has proven to us that just because you change the past doesn't change your future. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he. He also says, and I can't pull that up right now, but um, he also says by like doing this that life will still find a way. Like I think he literally says life will find a way <laughs> uh, by like <laughs> evolving and, and stuff on other planets and things like that. I also don't think he is quote unquote like God because I believe he is a elder God. Like he's a baby, like that he's an elder yeah. God. He's like the first elder God. But yeah, I I I, I want to see if I can find that actual line. But anyway, well, there were a lot of just for anybody listening, there were a lot of air quotes with those the elder god stuff, like what, what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like even in the 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 book itself, it was talking about. I think you're right as far as like the elder god thing and how the the myth of that story of creation or whatever the case is, it, as far as Thor goes. That he when he witnessed it, when Gore witnessed it, it was completely different than what everybody had been saying for years and years and years. So it was actually very grotesque and <laughs> just weird. Yeah. I'm sorry. I found this. I found the quote. Uh, it says, but despite the best efforts of the gods, I know that life will still find a way. Worlds will be blasted into being. Creatures will slither from the ooze and evolve and thrive. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Life finds a way. I hope that's not copyrighted. I know. <laughs> we need to edit that one out. Well, you're quoting it. As long as you say where you quoted it from. It's like a paper, isn't it? Yeah. I, I Copyright know. Jurassic Park. <laughs> uh, so I have to mention one other thing. It was in issue one. I just, there, there were two badass moments. And I mentioned the first one, which was, what are you the God of? I love the in the first issue with future Thor where he uses the line. He's like, come dogs. There's still one God left in Asgard and he would have words with thee." like, I just love that. That's a like classic line of, of Thor. People mm. were wanting him to say that in, uh, in age of Ultron where he'd be like, you know, oh. come Ultron Thor would have words with thee." Yeah. <laughs> That's probably my biggest complaint is trying to like read this whole, I feel like I'm trying to read Game of Thrones or something like that. And I just, <laughs> I can't get down with that kind of stuff at all. Like no, just speak regular English for me. I, I, I don't have time to, to try and do all this Yoda talk. So I do wonder when you say dogs, I wonder, have we already gotten our first glimpse of the berserkers possibly in the, tra the trailer? Like, I, I feel like that's kind of the rumor going around is that in the backdrop of when we finally get Jane Foster, that that's what those big black things are in the background. Yes, absolutely. If you pause it, there's a there's a part where Thor, I think, or maybe Jane, one of them swinging their hammers. If you pause it, you can see for just a glimpse, the like, what they're called is the black berserkers, which I looked them up today because I was like, are they symbiotes? Are they not just symbiotes? Because they're made from all black, the necro sword, but apparently they're not per like the Wikipedia page. <laughs> all right, then I assume we'll get kind of more of a, like 
it seemed like they were leading to the that maybe the people that came in to save Thor in issue four, I believe, that that group was called the Berserkers and that maybe Gore transformed them. Is that what they're like alluding to? Is that Gore transformed Thor's own people to 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 be these creatures? You don't mind the comic, right? Yes. Yeah. No, he supposedly leaves a piece of all black in each god that he's killed Uh, as a way to, if anybody, I don't know, that part's debatable. It's either to, like, taunt Thor more. Once again, another another rhyming. Or, (laughs) I swear to God, I'm not doing this on purpose. (laughs) Or it's a way to just, if someone stumbles upon this dead god, it's a way to cover up his tracks. Like that that black berserker will just murder whoever shows up. I got you. And that's kind of why it was coming out of that one that Thor knew that we actually got like picture for picture for in the, the teaser trailer yeah. uh, here not long ago that everybody's kind of freaking out about. Mm-hmm. Like in, in, in the actual book itself, it looks like that berserker like comes out of that animal. So that would, okay, that makes sense. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't, I mean, the, the main thing that captivated me was I, I did learn about some stuff that I had not known about before. Like the two, the two, the two buildings, the two omnipotent city, and then the other one, Cronux, Cronux, Cronux. Yeah, Uh, I learned about those. I had I didn't know about them before, so I thought that was pretty cool. The artwork is like I said. I just keep going back to the artwork. It's freaking amazing. We still don't get an origin story for Gore, which is I think honestly kind of cool. Yeah, uh, real quick, just uh, Cronux. I find it funny for uh, Doctor Who fans, is I really think Cronux and the gods there at Cronux, they're the time gods. I think it's a reference to Doctor Who and the Time Lords and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I love, too, like whenever he goes to um, the... He's talking to the librarian. But the librarian, like, already had the uh, <laughs> had the previous time with him. And, like, the librarian's just... You can tell he's just like, Oh, I don't want to deal with this this guy anymore. And just <laughs> I thought it was, it was funny their like interaction between them. Yeah, I I will agree. Like I had one on one of my like funny notes about this in issue three where the librarian's like, "This is the hall of murder." It's like it's down the other way. He, he's like, "You'll love it. The entire wing is devoted to your family." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like the part when he's like, "Oh, you're looking for Chronox? Oh, well, the only way to get to it." Is in that scroll over there <laughs> that's burning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they, I, yeah, he was like really witty because oh, it was the other the other god that was there. He's like, you wouldn't have to be like the god of sprinklers, would you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. About that. Was, yeah, I forget exactly what all he said. He's like, well, well, that'll work. Just go roll around it and see if you can put it out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, yeah, he was like the god of somersaults and something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think also he mentions he's bitching about like some kind of spell for like water pixies or something. <laughs> I'm like looking for it now. I got to find this because it's driving me insane because it's hilarious. Okay, so so here, here's here's the line. Here's, here's the, the quote from, from the, the panel where the librarian is talking to uh, Shadrach, the, the god, he goes, damn useless enchantments. Where the devil are those water pixies? I don't suppose you're a god of sprinklers, are you? Shadrach goes, I'm Shadrach, god of songs and somersaults. <laughs> the librarian, terrific. Try rolling around in that fire and put it out. <laughs> it like, I chuckled at that. I thought it was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Just, just stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> and then and then Thor's leaving the the the, the page because he's he's gotten all the info he needs and you see I what looks to be the uh the water pixies coming yeah. in at the same time. It's like they are kind of late on that, aren't they? <laughs> so I definitely think that since I feel like we're close to the end of this, I definitely feel like if you do get one, be prepared to get volume two as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, right now, as we're recording this, the price of that trade is really, really high. So you may want to like 
look on eBay or something like that. I don't know, but um, it was it was extremely high. I I wound up buying it digitally though for about four bucks, so that wasn't bad. I was pretty happy with that. And you might as well forget the uh, single issues; those are astronomical right now. So yeah, I definitely have to agree with you, Michael, on that one. Like as far as like just going to plan on buying the second one because, like I said earlier. Whenever I finished that fifth one, I was like, I, I, I want to I wanna know what happens. I, I want to finish this story. <laughs> Good. So, <yeah>. Good. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely left open. Like, there is no resolution. Oh, and, yeah. and you're right there at a prime spot in the story where you're like, oh, why'd they end it here? That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but. Jason Aaron sees no he's doing so far. So is that it? We got anything else? I think that's about it for me. Yeah. I just I'm ready for more Thor. More Thor and Gore. Yes, more Thor with Gore. Ha ha. What about any kind of gory gore? Oh, I actually, I figured it out. I don't know if we said this, but the name of this episode should be Thor Four More uh or excuse me, Thor Four More Thor with Gore. <laughs> there you go. That's the name. <laughs> Y'all heard it here first. That's how it came up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, where can they find you at? Uh, well, I guess uh, they can find me on Twitch, and uh, I guess I need to be playing Guardians of the Galaxy on that. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me under the handle of Night Fury GTO. It's Night with a K. And, of course, you can find me here. And even though it'll be a, a, a day late and a dollar short, you can find us at the Alabama Comic Con next weekend. So, well, the previous weekend. Well, yeah, yesterday. So, if we saw you there, glad to see you. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a time traveler, you could go back. Yeah. If you have a, if you have a hot tub time machine or a pool of blood that, uh, <laughs> if that's the case, we need to talk. Yeah. <laughs> I've made mistakes. <laughs> I have money to invest now as well. So, <laughs> Richard, where can they find you at? Uh, you can find me if you want to contact me directly on Twitter. My handle is Night Curry, Night like day and night, and Curry with a K. If you want to contact us directly, we have an Instagram. Our Instagram is Comically Comics Podcast. We also have a Gmail. So, you can send us an email if you want to, you know, send us some suggestions. Our Gmail is comicallycomicspodcast at gmail.com. Nice. Real nice. (laughs) You can find me on whatnot, Instagram, and God knows what else at 22 (laughs) underscore comics. You can also find me on YouTube at 22 comics. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did making it. With all that being said, say goodbye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye. (laughs) Well, <laughs> you're right. 